It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Ray White, the largest real estate and property group in Australasia. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio, also on Google and Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. Well, it must be Friday because coming up, we've got another episode from the podcast series, Let's Talk Property, and we're going to be looking at how to value property accurately. When it comes to buying a property, there is absolutely one golden figure that you must know, and that is true market value. Market value is a measure based on a defined process and it's the key to understanding what you should pay for any property. It's a baseline metric which will affect other major decisions that you make. And while most people feel that they can come up with an ideal market value, being as accurate as possible is not as easy with those that don't have the experience. So to help us understand this better, we're joined by Rich Harvey, buyer's agent and CEO from propertybuyer.com.au. G'day Rich, welcome back to the Real Estate Podcast. G'day Craig, great to be on the show with you again. You know last Friday when we were talking, Shane Warne was still with us. Oh, look, very tragic week. And also Rod Marsh, not long before that. Exactly. Yeah, one of our icons of Australian cricket has, has passed away, very, very sadly. Yeah, such a tragedy. And have you got a favourite moment or memory? Yeah, absolutely. I, I do remember, I think it was very early on in his career against uh, Mike Gadding in the English team, and he bowled this ball well outside leg stump, and it just spun unbelievably back to get off stump. And Mike Gadding just raised his eyebrows and went, how the hell did he do that? <laughs> it was just a classic moment. It's always etched in my memory, you know. So what about yourself? Have you got a, a favourite memory? Yeah, I think my memory of him will always be, and by the way, I was a leg spin bowler myself in club cricket, so I've got a a real appreciation for leg spin. But for me, it would be when he would bowl something that really deserved to be smashed over the fence. And he would have this little smirk where the batsman would just block it. And it was like he was throwing down grenades. Even wide sometimes would just be blocked out because they were completely confused by him. I think he had people under a spell. He had a particular way of just playing with their mind. That's, that's what he, There was a lot of mind games out there. That's why he was so good. Yeah, he'll certainly be missed. Well, as I mentioned, people feel like they can come up with an idea of market value, but it's a tricky business. So what is the definition of market value? Yeah, this was actually came up through a court case, but a definition of market value is simply the amount an asset will exchange for on a given date in an arm's length transaction between a willing buyer and a willing seller. Essentially, it's a willing buyer and a willing seller not in a forced situation. So it's not in a a desperado, you know, I need to sell because I'm going bankrupt situation or because they're being pressured by family members to sell. A true definition of value is willing buyer, willing seller in a normal market. And it's not like a special price that a neighbor wants to pay to get their their neighboring property. And it's not the price of a property in 12 months time. So it's really important to understand that definition and just to remove any kind of emotional outliers from that figure. Yeah, that's interesting. And what about the process and the main tools that a valuer will use to assess market value accurately? Well, there's there's two ways to assess market value. And the most fundamental tool that a valuer uses is comparable sales. 
And this is where you've got to collect a number of relevant and recent comparable sales, properties that have actually transacted in the local area, and they've got to be directly comparable to the subject property. So you've got to think about things like the location, the land, the house size, the house age. And the other thing is that professional valuers, they don't rely on any figures that are more than three months old. During last year, when we had the property boom in, in, in Australia, you really had to buy on figures that were like less than four weeks old because the market was moving on a monthly basis. Like it was moving, you know, three to 5% a month. It was unbelievable. So it's very important that you look at recent sales. But in terms of the process, yeah, it's very important to start with that comparable sales analysis. And we'll get into that in a bit more in detail in a moment, but that's the, the process. And when you talk of a bank valuation or a formal registered valuer, that's someone that has valuation qualifications. So the banks have a panel of valuers and when you're getting a mortgage, the bank will organize to do usually a, a physical inspection of the property, but some banks also do what are called drive-by or desktop valuations as well. But that's a very important figure that uh, needs to be come up with, as opposed to an appraisal, which is just an opinion or an estimate that a, a real estate agent will, will give you. Yeah. And what are the key attributes used when comparing properties? Yeah, this is really important. This is where a lot of people get unstuck. So when you're comparing the value, the first thing to do is, is look at it, I guess, in terms of three parts. Firstly, there's the land, there's the location, where is it positioned? You know, what's the slope, the shape, the topography? What's the aspect and the outlike? What are the positive and negative elements of that position that influence value one way or the other? If it's on a really steep slope and it's got, you know, a travelator to the front door compared to where it's got a beautiful street appeal and it's straight off the, uh, the main road. Um, how close is it to the shops, to schools, to transport? Um, so all about that position. That's the first thing. Then the second thing to look at is the structure of the actual property itself. So how big is the house in square meters? How many bedrooms does it have? What is the floor plan like? Is it got a practical layout? What's the natural light look like? How old is the property? Has it been recently built, newly renovated, or is it completely run down? And who does it appeal to? Does it have outdoor space? Has it got a pool? And then there's the third thing, and there's the ancillary, what we call the, the other consideration, other improvements. So the fencing, the landscape, the driveway, the tennis court, the shed, all of those things. And they all, all of those three things together add up to, to give you an estimate of value. So as I said, when we do our own appraisals as buyers agents, the key things just to summarize that we look for is the location. We look at the land size, the aspect, the outlook, the construction type, the street appeal, the floor plan, the internal condition, and the garaging. And then what we do is compare what the subject property that we're looking to buy for a client compared to at least five other recent and relevant comparable sales. And that's how we come up with a, a process. And that doesn't take five minutes. That usually can take anywhere from one to two hours to do per, per assessment. We pride ourselves on being very accurate with our appraisals. And even during the boom, my team and I, we were generally within about 3 to 4% of accuracy when we did our appraisals. And it's very important you that clients know they're getting good advice and then overpaying for a property. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people think that valuations are quite subjective, particularly when they get the wrong valuation. So what happens if you disagree with a valuation, say, from the bank? What can you do about that, if anything? I mean, this is a common problem, Craig. A lot of people go, oh, the bank valued my property at 1.2 and it's not worth that. It's easily worth 1.5. <laughs> so you've just got to remember the banks will often be conservative. And as I said, they may even do a drive-by or desktop valuation where they haven't even, the value hasn't even come out to the property. So if you are buying a property and you get what we call a dud valuation, you can contest it. 
but it's very difficult to change a valuer's mind. What we often do is say to the broker, look, can you organize a different valuation company? But you've got to present actual evidence of why you think the valuation doesn't stack up. You can't just say, oh, I disagree. You have to show evidence as to why you disagree. So when I have a valuer coming to my place to do it, I actually prepare the report for him because I'm in the game. I actually prepare a written report. I write down all the attributes and he goes, oh, usually he turns up and goes, great, thanks, mate. You've saved me doing a job makes their life easier. But they have their own uh, structure and formalities they have to follow. They have a very rigorous process they have to go through. So I think what you can do is simply, one is contest it, ask your broker to change valuers. But if that doesn't work, then you've got to consider changing lenders and go with a different bank, which is a pain. But if you um, are struggling and you really want that property, then you have to consider going with a different lender and that will provide a different valuer who may have a different opinion on the value of that property. Yeah. And what are the classic mistakes that buyers make when it comes to assessing the value of a property that they want to buy? Yeah, Craig, a lot, well, the biggest mistake people make is they get emotionally entangled or they make an emotional assessment of the property. We all think our property is worth more than what it is. And they may sort of, when it comes to buying a property, think it's worth less than what it is because they're trying to buy it. But you know, at the end of the day, it's a competitive marketplace. So I think you have to, as again, stand at arm's length, look at all those attributes and look at relevant sales. You know, if you're comparing a four bedroom house, two bath, two car, you can't compare it to a three bath, one car, one car home that's made of timber cladding. And also look at the location and look at the types of values. So if you're buying a property in Randwick and it's being beautifully renovated, it could be anywhere from six to eight million dollars. If you're looking at a, a unit in Manly, it could be anywhere from you know two, around two million dollars. If you're looking at a you know a property to add a granny flat in Penrith, it could be sort of eight hundred to nine hundred thousand dollars. So you've got to look at all of those attributes as we talked about and do an accurate assessment. And I think the other thing to just to mention it is it is actually a fair bit of science behind valuations. It's not just you know put your finger in the air and, and make an estimate. And a similar approach applies to developers when they come to you know, buy properties or assess the, the value of a development site and they work out what's called a residual value. They look at what they can put onto the land and then they work back and work out, okay, what's the, the type of properties we can build on this, work out their construction costs or their holding costs, interests and a whole lot of other factors, and then work out what the land is worth. And that's called the residual value method. And that's another method you can also use for residential property, but a more common measure, as we talked about, is that comparable sale. So what I'd say to, to anyone out there listening is if you're having trouble working out the true market value is go and visit auctions, go and look at and keep a track record of properties that have recently transacted. And if you need help, reach out to us. We offer our appraise negotiate service and we can do an asset in an independent assessment of the value of a property and help people to make good decisions. Well, as always, Rich, plenty of great information coming through. You have yourself a great Friday, a great weekend. Thanks for coming back onto the Real Estate Podcast and have a beer for Warney over the weekend. Thanks, Craig. Will do. You have one too. Thanks, mate. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 